Hello and welcome to the Orange House episode four. My name is Anthony Cuzio. My name is Dominic Patron. And we are back yet again on another Monday with you guys for uh, the fourth installment, like I said. I can't believe we even made it this far. God, it's a Sunday night. Not looking forward to this week with midterms coming up and everything. It's a, it's a it's one of those nights where it's just like it's still the weekend, but I know I've got something ahead of me this week, and uh, it's just kind of bittersweet. I know what you mean. I I feel the same way. I um I'm in one of those circumstances right now where like I took a little bit of a break, kind of from school. I mean, not not a full break. I still got my stuff done, but yeah. um I took a week and went with my family and visited Florida. But, you know, it's a di- I did all my work beforehand that I knew I had to do. But it's like no matter how much you prepare for not yeah. being in school for a week, it, yeah. it, you always miss something. So I'm just still recovering from that kind of stuff. Yeah. And uh, these m- midterms, honestly, most of my professors don't even use that proctorio thing anymore. Um, most of them are pretty chill with it. They've just talked about because I think they got some lawsuits against them. And I can imagine that's a like privacy thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it was, it, I I understand both, like, and this is coming from someone who is a student, too, like, I mean, I understand both sides, but I think it's bullshit using it. I mean, it's, it, online classes, like, you give up, like, be, having school be online, you give up certain, you know, qualities that you can't really get by not having school and be in person, and one of that is kids are gonna use other resources. I'm not saying it's a good thing to do that, but... Uh, when kids are unsupervised, that's just what they're going to do. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we got, we got enough school to worry about. How was, uh, how was Florida? It was great. Honestly, it was, uh, it was <laughs> a lot different, a lot different. That's the, that was the craziest thing. I, so I'd never been to the state itself. Um, and just like the, the difference in like landscape and like, just like the, the way everything looks is so much greener and just like so much more just tropical. I, I guess it was, I don't know if that's the right word, but humid as fuck, but I liked it. It was warm, you know, 80 degrees or so, uh, in the middle of February. Probably didn't hurt that you could do whatever you wanted. And dude, that was going to say that was the best part just right off the bat. It was like, it was just like being in like you know any normal city exactly a year ago yeah yeah, a year and a year and a half ago you know you could go to bars you could go to restaurants you could uh sit inside places um you know there's people dancing in like you know uh not clubs but like you know I, I i stayed at like a resort hotel and you know they had dancing and stuff at night and just i don't know people it was just it was a cool opportunity to see people kind of just like live again you know, yeah. it's it's been a year of just like, like feeling almost just like the life has been sucked out of everyone. And it's gotten to the, it's gone on so long that I think a lot of us here in California, with the like most restrictions, we all just kind of like, I don't know, it's become normal almost. Like I go about my day, I don't even really think about it anymore. It's just how it is, and then when I really do think about it, I'm like, Jesus, that's depressing. Like that, I just accept that this is how it is now. I know. It, it, that that occurs to me too. Like the, the second I even really like got Came back, got back, and I was just driving around, and it was just kind of a I know, like a quietness to everything. I mean, not not like a good quietness, you know. What I mean, it was just like where where stuff normally would be, you know, hustling, and there'd be people out, to be uh, kids walking around, going to class, going doing their thing. There's nothing, and there's you know closed shops and uh just an absence of what used to be there it's kind of sad i know that and with you know chico you know we talked about that earlier just them kind of backtracking on what they said they were going to do with the next semester and just kind of brings you down a bit I, i i've noticed myself just i'm trying to like plan more stuff you know just have something to look forward to because i just like I said, I had pneumonia for like a week, week and a half, and I really was doing nothing, and it just brought me down even more. I couldn't work out. I couldn't do anything, and now it's just like, okay, I got to get out, like, because that was depressing, like, sitting here, and I come back, and I'm feeling good again. Still nothing to do. I can do school. That's about it. I know what you mean. That actually brings up a good point. It's something I want to talk about a little bit. 
is uh, I found it really hard at first. Oh, so at the very beginning of this whole COVID pandemic thing last March, um, I think everyone kind of took it like, you know, they took it somewhat well at first as like a, you know, this is the time we can just take a break and I relax. Mean, none of us thought we were going to be here a year it, from now. Exactly. It was so, I mean, I remember I remember when we thought it was two weeks. That was the big thing. We were at thing. our buddy's house. All, all the, all, everybody was over there, and we just got the email like, oh, wow, guess school's going to be out for a couple of weeks. And knowing Chico State, who during a, yeah. the biggest wildfire in California history, you know, was like, we might, we might cancel. Yeah, yeah we, we might have, cancel. we have, yeah, we have it was just like the whole time. We all were kind of like, oh, this will be done by summer. And then what's happened has happened. You know, I could, I could go on for days and days talking about the process and yeah. how it's been done. But and, and everyone pretty <laughs> much had the same experience, I would imagine, of just like all of a sudden your life was just kind of cut off from what you were normally used to. But... One thing that I really uh, I struggled with as time went on, not so much at the very beginning, but kind of as as it seemed to drag on for like you know the third month, and then you know you hear okay this is going to be a six month thing, this is going to be an eight month thing. Mm-hmm. You start I start to lose just motivation and uh, and just kind of what what I like to do, you know stuff like like working out, stuff yeah. like uh, <laughs> you know doing music because well you can't do music. You know, I can't. I couldn't play any live music because everything. Nobody's gonna have and, a band. And I, and yes, and I, I. It was a good thing at first that that no, all that stuff is gone. But you know, after a year, it's like starts to just take a toll on you. Of like, uh, yeah. I. But so what? Are, well, sorry. What were you saying? I, I was just gonna say that. I mean, we we definitely talked about this with Tucker on our last episode, mm-hmm. just about the importance of keeping up. You know, whatever it is, working out, if that's your thing, um, you know, sinking yourself into school, your work, whatever it is, like just those, I think it's those small little things like not being able to go to the gym. And I know you do. I, I, I don't get to go to the gym. So having to come up with my own workout plan was kind of a project for me, kind of kept me, I don't know, you start to go crazy when you have nothing to do. So, you know, just that working out, cooking more, stuff like that. But it's gotten to a point where... I've gotten into that routine, you know, I've just got back to working out from being sick, but it's to that point where it's like, okay, I'm back to my normal routine, like, I want to go out and do something, like, um, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get down to Yosemite, do a little backpacking trip there. That would there. be awesome. Yeah. I know, um, my roommate has a backpacking course, and like, the final is like a two-day backpacking trip. Wow. So, thinking about doing Yosemite for that, if you want to come. Well, yeah. So my uh, my girlfriend when she did a trip with uh, her, with her two yeah two friends like back where I think right before college, I remember seeing all the pictures of it and it just looks like the coolest. It oh looks like God, the coolest yeah. thing. I've been around that area. And the it's fact like, that I've lived in California for so my whole life and never been there is a crime. Yeah, that's and I could say the same. I've been around there. I think I've been to Bass Lake, which I think is near there, um, if I'm not mistaken. Then again, I don't know, but. Well, so what, what kind of things, uh, what kind of things do you find? Cause like, like I was getting to, I, you start to lose motivation after a while. Mm-hmm. And so I was this whole, a lot of, you know, this time during the pandemic that I've this downtime that I've had has been trying to find motivation to get back into doing these things while, mm-hmm. while life is kind of, you know, different and altered. Uh, what kind of things have you found that motivate you and get you like, gets you, you know, down to like, okay, I'm going to start working on this thing that, you know, I'm really not feeling like doing, but I know that, mm-hmm. you know, I know that I should do what, what, what kind of things motivate you like that? Um, it's weird because before this pandemic, I had been, you know, at a point that, you know, I wasn't quite happy with, you know, I wasn't in the best state mentally and I was trying to start working out and, you know, you know, get myself on a schedule, start feeling good. And for like the first three, four months, I, I couldn't do anything. I mean, I was working out, but I wasn't losing any weight. Um, you know, I, I was not able to just commit to certain goals for myself. And then the pandemic hit and it was like the silver lining on all of it was that pan- the pandemic hit. And sometimes that isolation, sometimes you can use it to your advantage for a period of time 
and it was just a point of going, because because I, I I got really into, and I I think I've talked to you about this, uh, guys like David Goggins and Jocko Willink, you know Joe Rogan's had them on, and they're just all about like discipline and all that. So I was like, yeah, you know, my life is not great how it is. So let me try to institute some of this. Pandemic hits, I'm like, okay, maybe use this as a period. So for me, it was just the motivation was in the fact that we were going through a pandemic. I, you know, everybody is discouraged right now. No, nobody wants this. Nobody's doing what they usually do. So this is the time when nobody else wants to do it. This is the most important time to do it because I mean, in a weirdly competitive way, I don't, I don't want to sound like, like an asshole or anything, but it was like, this is, people aren't going to be working hard. This is time to work hard past them, you know, bring myself up, not to tear anybody down, but just that competitive in me was just like, okay, like no one wants to do the work right now. Let's yeah. do the work. A hundred percent. You're like, what better time to do it than, you know, the, well, essentially the hardest time to do it. You know, if you, if you, if you can get it done, if you can get your goals done right now, when you have, you know, a lot more limitations than normal, then you can do that when you have, you know, full reign to do everything. Yeah. It's, it's, that's, you know, a good philosophy. Well, another thing with it is I was for, for so long, we were like that. And it was, I got myself into a rhythm with it, you know, with the lockdowns and everything. I'm, I adjusted, I did what I needed to do. I was in a rhythm and now I've noticed things are starting to like, you know, there's vaccine, the vaccines getting progressed along. However, you know, you see stuff opening up more, you know, I, I I see stuff opening up more, even though we're in like the same tier technically, but nobody's listening right now to those rules people have to open back up. So I see it and there are these times where it's like, okay, things are opening, but I want to get out there and then maybe a week or two, I'll completely forget about my, what I had been doing, my workouts, my cook, my cooking, my, my homework, all that stuff. And I have to stop myself and go, okay. There's a happy medium here. Don't just can't just throw everything out that I had bef that I learned before. I gotta adjust to this. But it's definitely been a mental kind of I don't know boost just to know things might be going back to normal. But God knows this whole thing has taught me that nobody has any idea what's gonna happen yeah. next. So yeah, I'm 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 staying hopeful. But who knows what happens with this whole thing? Yeah, this whole thing has definitely been a it's been a, a trying of the earth. Yeah, a trying of your faith in, you know, those who are in power. And we, we talked about it earlier. I mean, this is literally like we're losing time on life. And it's not like, and yeah. I'm not, and we, we were talking about how if we were like 30 or something, we have a full-time career. Yeah. We, we could at least maybe come home, see our families. I understand it hasn't been easy on anybody, but for me, I know as a 20-year-old, I have a lot of stuff I want to do. I'm young. Uh, I, physically, I'm in my peak, pry. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, and I, I don't want to just be like sitting here, like griping, like oh, I'm, you know, no, missing I, I, out. So, but you know, it's like that's kind of yes, but that's a thing that like you know, when I'm laying down at night, like about to fall asleep, and I'm just kind of thinking like, shit, you know, I've, it's been a year that like, I've been, I felt really hindered on just what I can do. Yeah, and uh, just the kind of life I can. Not to say I haven't had a good time. Yeah. You know, I haven't enjoyed myself like at all, but you know, I, there's a lot of key things in life that kind of are missing right now. And, uh, I'm really looking forward to getting back someday, but I mean, thank until God, then, thank God we weren't graduating or anything. If I, if I had been graduating or coming in, we caught it right in the middle of our yeah. college careers. But yeah. I mean, regardless, it's just. I mean, these, these are the times, at least I know, growing, you know, when I was younger, hearing all the family and family friends talk about their college days. It's like that, yeah, there it, it is a little romanticized, and there is a bit of expectation to it. And when that doesn't happen, you know, it's it's a little disappointing. Oh, yeah, dude. I mean, that's very true. I mean, everyone kind of, everyone, everyone has like a, a view for, you know, as you're going up, you hear just like, not necessarily just like the college stories or just the whatever, but just growing up in general. You know, you hear just stories that people oh have gosh. had about their life. And you kind of equate that with 
uh, feeling like your life almost has to line up with certain parts of that. And like, I don't know, it's, 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 uh, it's a hard thing to kind of have to deal with, you know, finding yourself because I mean, you're, we're 20 years old. Like I, as much as I've like found myself, who knows who the fuck I'm going to be in five years. Exactly. You know, I'm as much as I could say, I know myself, I don't know myself yet. And I'll get back to you in a year when I'm a completely different person. But I'm going to deal with, you know, uh, what I expected my life to be and like, or like what I can be doing now. And then like what I actually can be doing now. I mean, it's, it's not so bad. Like there's, you know, I have a lot of room to yeah. do stuff, but you know, it's, it's this, that thought in the back of your head. I think Pete Davidson, Davidson had a bit that was like, you know, I feel super, I feel super old. I'm only like 22 and people start laughing. It's like, yeah, older people laugh at me when I say that, but like, I'm the oldest I've ever been. <laughs> yeah, like, I've never exactly. been older than this. And I, I, <laughs> I've genuinely started to resonate with that. I, yeah. I feel myself getting older. Like it's the first time in my life. And I think it's, I think it's important to make that distinction because when you're in like high school, you know, you're growing up and we all hit a certain point and some people, you know, don't hit it for a long time. You know, some people hit it rather early, but, um, there's a quote I like, and it's like, every man has two lives, but the second one doesn't start until you realize you only have one. And I definitely feel like in high school growing up, you just kind of like are like, I have forever. Like things just feel like they're going to last forever. Oh, and you yeah. have nothing to worry about. And then for me, it was sophomore year of college. Like even freshman year, I, I didn't really feel anything. Mm-hmm. Sophomore year of college, it was like, oh, man, like like this is this is it. Like this is the last of what's considered like stereotypical youth college you know i i have a career i have to get ready for you know there's gun there's an end basically mm-hmm. and i want to make sure i do everything i can with it in the time that i have because it's easy to slack off and not do anything when you feel like you have all the time in the world it's when you realize oh shit like this ain't forever yeah. I, I i gotta get my shit together um and that's uh, the sobering reality and I talk you know. to like freshmen here in Chico State. It makes me feel even older, dude. Like, listen, and they're that, only what two years younger. Two than years us. younger than me, and I feel like, I mean, they just got to Chico State, and I remember how I was, and I see, I see myself in them, like what I used to do and stuff, and it's like I physically can't keep up with them, on terms of just like what they do. Like I look at them and I go. I got, I got, I got, I got to go to bed like at a certain time, guys. I, I got school. I got this. I yeah. got that. And I'm like, no, I just can't. I can't drink till three in the morning every single night. And wake yeah, up. I, I wake up for classes. <laughs> I can't just seven like seven in the morning party on a Tuesday, you know, right before a midterm. Yeah. Um, and, and then take the midterm and some and somehow pass it. Yeah, and it's in those moments that I really go, oh my god, this is like this is like how I imagined myself when I started getting older, saying these certain things. And it's, yeah, I mean, it's weird realizing that I'm not getting any younger. Yeah, but at the same time, (laughs) at the same time, you know, I, uh, and this might just be my personality, but I kind of enjoy certain things about, uh, no, there's definitely, like, not feeling older or getting older, but just like, I enjoy the, uh, the, the kind of growing up experience a little bit. It's also scary as fuck, as, you know, I don't, you don't know what's really coming. And then no one does. That's the yeah. part of the beauty of it. But um, no, it's it, and it's those people that don't like see all they see, you know, getting and I, I know we all know people like this where, you know, you're growing up and they don't want to let that go. Like they don't see all they see it is as a bat is all they see it is it as <laughs> is a bad thing and they don't quite grow up with you and they yeah. try to hold on to it. And I don't know. I've definitely seen a silver lining because, I mean, there's nothing I can do to stop it. So I might as well make the best of it. I might as well embrace it. I know how stupid people who don't act their own age look. Yes. I don't want to be like that. No, that's that you. That's a very good point. This is there. You you see, you can only do so much in it, and complaining and stuff. Pretty much like we're doing now. Yeah. Just complaining about it, and <laughs> uh, and 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 just you know belly aching of like, oh my gosh, my life sucks. 
nothing's going to get done. It's like until you just kind of suck it up and and do what needs to be done, your life's not going to improve. And that's like getting back to what we were talking about earlier. Where do you find your motivation? That's kind of where I find my motivation. Mm -hmm. I find it because, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of, um, you know, years in my life were spent just kind of like, I had a problem that I didn't, you know, I wanted to deal with it in my head, but I didn't really want to deal with it because I didn't do anything about it. Mm -hmm. And so later on that, that problem just manifesting got worse and worse. And then pretty soon it's just, you know, it's something you really got to face. And then by that time it's that much worse too. So like something like, for example, losing weight, like I, I, that was something that like really affected like my self-esteem, not so much that I even realized it, but so far down the line when I was, you know, super overweight and it was like that much harder to actually, you know, get healthy is when I actually started to do something about it. Mm -hmm. And, and that completely changed my life forever and changed my, you know, my, not only my physical appearance, but my, my self-esteem and everything. It all just because I, I committed to something and I said, you know, I hate, I hate the state that I'm, I can't say that because it's, I didn't actually hate it, but like, I, I didn't like where I was at and I was, I was, I was unsatisfied with something. So I did something about it and in turn I made progress and that's like ever since that moment, it's like you, I felt like a sense of, you know, like I have control over something that like I can do anything. You know what I mean? I I did this one thing. I can do anything now. Mm Mm-hmm. And so that's the kind of same philosophy that I've, that I've put for everything from then to now and it's kind of worked out. <laughs> like I mentioned earlier, do you think that's when like you, the, the, the switch flipped for you? Exactly. Exactly. Um, was, was real because I, for, have, the, for the most part, not, not, yeah. not no, no. Yeah. And we're 20. So I'm sure we, I can't claim uh, to till, really till know point, whatever yeah. I'm talking about, but to this point, this is what I understand. This is what yeah. you understand. Um, uh, yeah, no, I think it's when you start being honest with yourself because uh, it was, I would always lie to myself. I genuinely like look back at myself from even just two years ago and I just am like, how did I go about living like that? Just lying to myself about everything, lying to myself that things were okay when they weren't. Yeah, exactly. And it wasn't until I hit that rock bottom that it hit me. Like when I was fully just. You know, I, there was nothing for me to hide behind. It was like, okay, I don't like it. I don't mean to say this is like tear myself down. I don't like myself right now. I don't yes. like where I am. And you don't like, yeah, the state I'm gonna, of where you're at. I'm right going to, I'm going to, reg- this is not who I like envisioned myself as like when I was young growing up, this is not, this is not what I wanted for myself. This is, and it was just like, I, I, I want to like improve, you know, whatever that means. Like, it's not like I'm just going to all of a sudden do, do better, but I want to start taking those steps, doing whatever it takes because anything's Progress. better than where I am right now. Exactly. Yes. Yes, exactly. And then it's like, even just the journey to the end goal is yeah. Yeah. it's, there's so much to that, you know, that's it, what it just, it's really about. Exactly. Exactly. Because once you get to the end goal, it's almost like sometimes it's almost disappointing. And, they, and that's that's a whole other thing. Yeah. When you when you're done and you're like, yeah. you know, I was fighting for this whole thing. Now I'm here. Why am I not sat- so satisfied? And that's a whole other. Oh, you know, and you'll hear guys who are successful. Talk about I know heavyweight champion of the world, Tyson Fury. He talked about get you get to that point and you're, you know, when you're on that journey, you're. And obviously, I have no idea what I'm talking about, but I'm taking it from him. You're on that journey, and you're going. You're able to use that as motivation. You're like, things aren't okay right now, but once I get there, they'll be good. So you keep yep. going. And I mean, I'm definitely, I definitely see myself doing that right now. I know I have to work on myself personally so that it's not all just based on what I'm doing. There's a you know a lot of mental things, but you know, I find myself worrying about a lot of stuff a lot of the time. When I don't need to. And when you're in that that suck, that struggle to get where you want to be, it's so nice because that's all you're thinking about. What what these those goals you have, the process it's gonna take to get there. It's re- I mean, if if the universe really is supposed to like die of heat death, it, I guess it really is all about the journey. 
yeah so and <laughs> that's that's true it is really all about the journey and i really hope uh i because i i heard i hear a lot of like um other podcasts you know big much bigger podcasts yeah. led by you know bigger comedians and stuff kind of talk <coughs> about this and this is that's one of the things that actually really draws me to podcasting is just like hearing these people that i look up to uh like you know, not the, just their life story, but their kind of struggles throughout their life, and like you know, someone like uh, for example Theo Vaughn. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I fucking love Theo Vaughn. I, I the listen, Rat King. Exactly, <laughs> I listen to him all the time, and like he touches a lot on just being like you know feeling lost in your twenties, yeah. and 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 like kind of growing up, just not really knowing. Joey Diaz does the same thing. <laughs> kind of all of them do the same thing because it, it's something like pretty much everyone struggles with. But uh, one thing I I kind of hope to accomplish with this podcast and or not as like the main goal of the podcast, but uh, just, you know, a little side thing is like us being, you know, 20, it's almost 21 years old. Uh, maybe other people listen to this and they're just like, damn. Okay. So like there is actually yeah. other people. Every, everybody goes through it. I, I honestly, I'm not going to go too into it because it's not really my place, but I think it's important to bring up that, um, you know, I've, I've had buddies, and and recently who are just, you know, not in good places mentally, whatever they've got going on, you know, I'm in college and I can say, you know, I'm working towards something, my, my degree, I've got an idea, but I know guys, you know, they're really struggling, they don't know what they want to do, you know, maybe, you know, adult life is starting to hit them and they're stressing out and, you know, they don't think, you know, it's too early for them to have to deal with stuff like that and, uh, I've talked with guys who, you know, are friends of mine and, you know, been like, hey, bro, you know, I can tell something's wrong. Go ahead and talk to me. And just the amount it helps them just to, you know, hear about it and talk about it and hear other people's struggles helps them out. They realize they're not alone. You know, it's not the end of the world. Uh, everybody gets in those really dark places where you just don't want to go to sleep forever, you know? Oh, yeah. That's well, the best way I would describe it. Yeah, and that's just, well, that's also like the the um, hard thing about bringing it up, being a guy, especially, is you just don't want to be like, you know, you want to be seen as like being like a pussy. Yeah. But, which at the same time, you know, and it's like everyone kind of knows it's not something that's actually like a pussy thing to mm. To feel, you no. know, it's like that. Everyone has that, no matter no matter what they say. If they say they don't, they're fronting. Yeah, I, but it, that's that's a thing. It's like it's not, it's starting to slowly get a little more normalized for you know to it be, definitely to is. be expressive like that. But I do also feel like though, just like with anything, people take it a little too far, and there there is a point like, and it's definitely getting more normalized for you. And you know, people struggle with it still. It's not like. All of a sudden, dudes are just perfect, like perfectly fine with just opening up. All the, it's it's still very difficult sometimes, um, but I I definitely make an effort to you know if I notice something, try and bring it up. It's like hey, you can talk to me, and that can make a huge <coughs> difference, and you don't even know. Exactly, I know how bad it was for me when I isolated myself from other people when I was at my worst times. Uh, it only made it worse. So, you know, just recognizing what somebody can be going through. Um, but there's, a, like I was saying, people can take it too far and you get a lot of people that just think, oh, I can be completely open and have no responsibility for my feelings. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, hold on. You can have these problems and talk about them, but at the same time, you have to realize you got to fix these problems. Yeah. Okay? It it's is. not like it's, you can, t it's okay to talk about your feelings. That doesn't mean it's, okay just forget about your responsibilities yeah because if once you once you once you overuse that and do nothing about it yeah. you kind of just negate your problem <laughs> or you 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 at least you know turn people away from really yeah. taking you that much serious that much more serious like you know? with anything it's 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 a comp there's somewhere in the middle is the right answer there's a certain level of you know you're that there's a term that people like to use nowadays called toxic masculinity. And I hear it a lot being used in the wrong way, or at least what I see as the wrong way mm -hmm. as just using it as a way to <coughs> attack guys who, I don't, I don't know, maybe are a little braggadocious or they act in a, a guy way. Um, I'm not in any way saying that toxic masculinity is an excuse for do, being a shitty guy. Well, but they're using it almost to attack just masculinity. 
And which, which, I mean, exactly, exactly. Masculinity just is a thing. It's like I've got it's, the hormones running through my my veins yeah, for certain things. It's like I'm not toxically masculine for, I don't know, like getting com- like comp- being competitive. Yeah, People you, just see that as like being. Oh, you're being toxic. You're being competitive. No, no, I'm being it's called being, No, toxic masculinity <laughs> is called being a dick. Yeah, that's what that's what it is at its like core. Like to use it as the no. Be honest about what you're talking. You're talking about a dude being an asshole. Yeah, you, exactly. There's a term for it already. It's called being an asshole. But don't try to attack being masculine. It's completely different things. Be, yeah, exa- like being yes, masculine. Yes. It's what is in my blood. Like I am biologically programmed. I have testosterone. I'm I'm gonna get a little competitive. I'm gonna get a little aggressive sometimes. I would say toxic masculinity could fall under the category of like those guys that you know that shoot themselves with fucking with all the juice to get you know yeah. to blow up super yeah. huge and be like the biggest Mr. Universe. Maybe that that can be considered toxic masculinity because <laughs> that's because that's I can't even say the word toxic masculinity. Yeah. Uh, because that's you know based off like a masculine trait. You know your yeah. your muscles. Yeah. But uh, it's, uh, I don't know. It's, I mean, like with uh, the anything. overuse of the term in general. Like with anything, it's become political. Yes. They've used it as a way to advance. People who use the term will use it as a way to advance an agenda. It's like, that's not going to solve anything for the problem you're anything. talking about. Because you're no. using it to attack masculinity as a whole. Or you're using it to attack somebody's ideas it, it, you're not going to solve a problem. It's you're, overuse, like yeah. we said. Overuse <coughs> is going to make me not listen to your not listen to your argument for the most part. If you, yeah. if I hear it over and over, and it's like every time, I think it's a if it if any argument, if I hear it over and over, and it's just bullshit and, every and time, you, I'm not going to listen. Anymore. You refuse to just address that problem. You want to drag all your other ideas in with it. Well, now we've muddied the water. We yeah. we can't come to a comprehensive solution on anything. When you're just gonna push everything at what we we have to go through and talk, you know, solve. It's it's any everything today is politicized and it's really caused a problem with our our problem solving abilities. That's that's definitely <coughs> true because it's uh, it almost uh, it's counterintuitive. Well, and this, I think we've kind of touched on this in like we definitely previous, have. In previous podcasts. Like you almost have to run what you say through a filter. I mean, yeah. well, you should obviously you should run for a lot of stuff, of stuff but, but you have to run it through like a, like an almost too refined filter to where yeah. you have to, you, you can't express yourself sometimes, but yeah, no, uh, we've gotten into this already multiple times. Yeah. Any, any, uh, we talked about anybody. I'm, I'm glad we're talking about this though. It's important to address because I feel like most people out there are not one side or the other. Most people are in the middle and not, ev- we all think these, uh, most I, at least I believe that most Americans and people in the world in general just want the best for everybody. Nobody's yeah. that crazy person assaulting somebody who doesn't agree with them. You know, we're all just, you just we all want the it. best for everybody. Yeah, you just see that because that's, you know, entertaining. Yeah. It's entertaining to see the guy freaking out, you know, because he... He's a Trump supporter and he fucking went by a Biden guy or some shit. It's just funny to see that sometimes. But yeah, I see these people. It's like, I not see, you know, one's like that. No, you see the cameras and it's a lot of it's on today's media because you see a lot of today's media is, is for money. It's not to get the most information out there and keep people educated. It's to get views. Yeah. It's, it's like clickbait. <laughs> and I think. It's just crazy that every time you look at the news, every time you look at the news, it's just you either I see somebody who's all dressed in black screaming something, uh, you know, assaulting some guy in a, an American flag hat. And then some other guy who's a friend of the American flag guy is hitting them back. And it's like, that's really how the media has painted America. You're you're either this, you know, you, you're carrying an, uh, an assault rifle in public with your you know, white supremacist hat, or you're dressed in black and you're, you know, talking about evil communist dictators and worshiping them. It's one extreme or the other. (coughs) In in the eyes of pretty much like the media, for lack of a better term, and just what... What's kind of put in front of you for the most part is one extreme or the other. Yeah. And and they make it feel like you have a choice. And when... 
everything is so divided like that and tensions are so high, people who normally wouldn't be radicalized get scared into doing it. They feel like they have to pick a side so that they have, you know, somebody to support them and, you know, they have a, people around them. And, you know, you, you get stuck in the middle. You just kind of feel like you're in the middle of it and you're like, well, Jesus, if things are getting so crazy, I guess I better get on a side. Then you get normal people who would never do that getting crazy. It's it's true. It's true. It, it Pretty much every... People think about, like, the most of the people that you come into contact with in your day-to-day life at least in my in my life the people that i've met both i mean for them it's been in <coughs> california because i've only lived in california but north and south southern california uh everyone that i've met has been for the most part very tolerant yeah. very you know and I've, I've met people from both sides of the political spectrum from all religions from you know every race ethnicity i've met multiple nationality whatever uh, everyone's very tolerant for the most part. And you know, the people that aren't very tolerant get ostracized by most people. Most people do not like intolerant people. Yeah. It's not it's, like, it's, it's, it's not the like pe- there are people, if you see like an asshole in a restaurant or if somebody's being genuinely like, I don't know, just racist, sexist, anything, everyone's going to go, Hey asshole, get, get out of here. Yes. Like, because you're go. disturbing you're, the peace. Nobody wants this. Like <laughs> yeah. we all just want to live our lives. Yes, okay? exactly. We I, just want to, yes. You <laughs> just want to live your lives in, in, in harmony. For, no. Just you, you don't want, you don't want anything to break the harmony and just people. I mean, I, I don't care what you're doing as long as you're not hurting anyone. Yeah. That's, that's, but, I don't know what it is that's causing this nowadays, but I, I sometimes that's something sometimes that brings me down. Sometimes I worry that things people aren't going to figure it out and things are just going to get crazy because, you know, I think about it, we talked about growing up. We grew up in a pretty, you know, no, there was nothing too crazy going on when we were growing up. Well, you know, 9-11. Not, <laughs> we were very young then. <laughs> yeah. But. We had like the the housing crisis and stuff like, yeah, yeah there, there was some crazy stuff, but there was never anything like. You know, when you thought about crazy stuff like serious, like revolutions and like civil wars, wars, you, you think about history. Yeah. It's like, I think we all get lulled a lot of times into thinking that we're outside of that, that it can't happen to us. And it's like, I don't know, man. I see, like, I we might be overdue for a serious, like... I mean, the last, yeah, the last major, <coughs> major conflict with the United States was Vietnam. Or, I mean, like, major, major. Major, major. And and, uh, and since then, I mean, there's been the little... And, and seeing how everything's gone nowadays, I'm like, oh, shoot, maybe we're, maybe we're not outside of, you know, crazy things like, you know, major wars, civil wars, revolution. I mean, you hear people talk about it openly nowadays and it's just like, are we normalizing this too much to the point where we're going to end up repeating history? I mean, why would we be outside of that? Why would we be not susceptible to that? And it's just made me go, okay, like, you know, I really don't know what could happen. I would like to, I would like to think that it's, uh, it's just kind of, uh, stirring like like not like a frenzy in the fact that it could go anywhere but i feel like it's just a i hope that it's just kind of like a a frenzy for the moment and it kind of just dies mm-hmm. dies down a little <coughs> bit with you know the election being over now that's even that's though it's been a few months still things are a little a little tense uh, tense but i'm kind of glad that, or i'm very glad that it's definitely uh, gotten less tense than like things that were you know january in january it, it felt like the Felt, felt like, like the there was gonna be a civil just, war. Yeah, divide in like a second. Yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, I didn't know what was going on. It, how? <laughs> one second I thought it was like, it was like the the country was ending, mm-hmm. and then the next second I did. I I, I don't know. I yeah. I still don't know what's going on. <laughs> but then again, I just live my life day to day, and uh, I still am living. And yeah, most of this hopefully stuff. Hopefully tomorrow that, I will be too. Most of this stuff we hear about doesn't affect us personally. So that's one thing I have to notice for myself is just separating myself from that. Like the world's not over because exactly. some guy in Washington did something and people are mad about it. Exactly. <coughs> We're still here. It's um, all you can. You can only do what you can do. Yeah. And pretty much every. I mean, I've had when I was, for example, on my uh, on my trip 
with my family to Florida. I mean, yeah, I met a lot of people from all, you know, around the country that, you know, places I'd never been able to either go or meet anyone from. And everyone, no matter where they were from, it was all very, very nice. And, you know, I, they, they're obviously people from all different backgrounds, <laughs> all different, you know, areas. Everyone just get, got along hanging out, doing their thing. And that's just, that's really how it is at the core. And all we see projected, you know, or whatever, if you see it on Twitter or on the news or whatever, you see all this, or this, uh, (coughs) division and like all this animosity between people, but people are just, it's not as widespread as you think. It really isn't. It's very isolated. It it is very isolated and it's just put right in your front of your face every time you go to look at the news or something. But that's not how it is, man. Just open your eyes out when you're outside and yeah, there's some bad in this world, but you know, there's a lot of good. And for the most part, a lot of people want to help each other out. They don't want, like we said, they don't want anything but peace. Yeah. And a lot of people don't want to mind their own business nowadays. Everybody wants to be up in everybody's shit. That's another (coughs) thing. Uh, yeah, no, it, it, I just, I like you said, I try to compartmentalize it, set it aside, and just be like, what matters is what's around me. What what can I do around me to help myself and the, my friends and the family? And that's going to affect my life a lot more than anything political is. <coughs> yeah, I can only, I can only be as, as good a person as I can be. And, you know, if someone doesn't like me, for you know, if someone doesn't like me, I I know that they just don't like me because of me because I try to just be exactly who I am mm-hmm. and try to be the best version of who I am. And if I see something needs to change, or if you know, I if someone tells me, "Hey, man, you gotta get your shit together," some people, well, and I have been in the past where <coughs> you, someone has said, "Hey, you gotta get your shit together," and you kind of just you show resentment for that because someone's calling you out almost, but. At the same time, that's the best thing they could do for you in that moment is tell you like, "Hey, you, you're doing this wrong. You got to get, you got to get on it." it. I understand it's embarrassing sometimes to hear that from someone, but that's the best thing you can hear because uh, a lot of times without that, you're not going to do anything. Yeah, I know. I know. God, and people get offended when when you say that, and it is important to come from somebody you know and trust and stuff. But some people just. They think they're doing fine. They trick themselves into not realizing. Like it may be clear as clear to everybody around them that they're at their worst point. They're at rock bottom, and they'll convince themselves that they're not. And I know people who sit around all day and just maybe sit in their apartment all day, do nothing, have no job. They and these these people are usually the types of people that love to hate on others. Because they're not doing anything, and it's a lot easier to go, oh, it's bullshit that that guy is ahead of me, rather than go, it's embarrassing where I am right now. <coughs> yeah, no, and that's um, embarrassment is like, for me, the worst, the worst thing I can feel. Yeah, I I hate feeling embarrassed <coughs> or just like feeling ashamed. You Sorry know what I mean? Sorry for this cough, by the way. <coughs> pneumonia left Mr. my lungs pneumonia. a little rubbed raw. But anyways, continue. <laughs> Damn, dude, you're the, the only guy I, I actually know. I think that's ever gotten pneumonia. I've had pneumonia three times. I had it like, walking pneumonia. Never not like never like proper Is severe like pneumonia. Running pneumonia or crawling? I have no idea why they call it that. Maybe it like moves around or something. But I had it when I was like eight. I had it when I was like twelve, and it's been like eight years. And <coughs> granted, I shouldn't have had it. That was my own stupid fault for going out in the cold for stupid reasons when I had a cold. And so, I, you know, but it, it's a double cold doesn't do well, man. I went to the went to the doctor. They were like, yeah, you, your lungs are like done. And, and you got so they put me on antibiotics. They got like new antibiotics that you don't have. You take for like five days. Once antibiotics a day. 2.0. <laughs> it's really nice. I don't have to take near as many pills. But uh, then also I have really small Really small ear canals. It's at least what I've been told. I don't. I don't know how that's a thing. Apparently, my dad has small ear canals. I have small yeah. ear canals. Like, like shockingly small. It's almost like insulting when the doctor like looks at it. And she like looked at it. She's like, I was like, you know, I, I have like narrow ear canals. Could I get my ears clean? She's like, 
Yeah, yeah. We, Wait, could I get my ears? No, it's clean? a thing I have to do. <laughs> you, you have to, no, no. You listen, I'll tell oh, you. No, 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 no. You go to the doctor to get your ears clean. <laughs> well, no, I happen to be there for the pneumonia. <laughs> Can I, I ask like, my I doctor need to my, do that? Yeah, I need my ears clean too. Oh my god! And she like looked in there and she's like, "Wow, you weren't kidding. Your ear canals are really small." And it was almost like getting told I had like a small penis. <laughs> I was like, "What?" They calm down. Like I get it. They're small. Yeah, bitch, I can hear you. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so what they do is they take like a squirt bottle and they fill it up with water and hydrogen peroxide. Oh, and then they put this like head on it that has like a long tube with a like, like small, a small, like small, like smaller tube at the end of it. And they just stick it in your ear and they just start spraying this hydrogen peroxide and water and like. I remember she, she was like, she was doing it and she's suddenly my ear just like opened up. Like just, I could hear everything. And she's like, wow, look at that. Just this like earplug of earwax came out. Oh my! So I can go. So what you're saying is next time I go to the doctor, I can just ask them, be like, can you clean my ears? Be like, Hey, I have been, have, I've been having trouble hearing. Uh, I think I need like an, I think I need to have my ears cleaned. Is that so you, you can actually like lose part of your hearing with like your ears being, I don't know, probably maybe not like oh when you're 20, gosh. but hold on. <coughs> you gotta, I want to look at, but yeah, no, they just took it and like one of the ears, like they couldn't get the wax out. So they put this softening stuff in it and like it stayed in there for a while. But every, for the rest of the day, everything was so loud. Like I couldn't hear, like I couldn't hear when my roommates would like talk to me, like <laughs> everything was just so loud. But yeah, they cleaned my ears. Um, oh my yeah. gosh! Oh, oh. man, inappropriate. So, well, no, we're looking up. Oh, 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 oh that's really oh, loud. Wow, that's really loud. We're looking up an earwax. <laughs> ear it's sometimes cleaning. satisfying. That's they what have I've one heard, from, but I'm not really into this stuff. I just want to see like how much they can get out. They have one from like that guy looks like Doctor Drew. They have one that's really cool. By like BuzzFeed or something. Yeah, but that's I don't know if it's those try long. guys or something. You know, oh you ever my, oh well, my god, it looks like wax. It is, right. wax. it is wax. It looks like marijuana wax. Have you? That I'm pretty sure the BuzzFeed like I don't. They're called like the try guys. I think. Yeah, you ever heard yeah. Of them? No, they were they were the try guys before BuzzFeed, right? <laughs> Who? No, wait, no, they weren't. No, they weren't. I take that back. Who? I take the no. no I take no. back what I said. No, the try guys are. <laughs> you ever heard got the they like got their up. sperm count? Yeah, I've tested, seen that. I've seen and that. Their, their testosterone levels were like, apparently they were like shockingly low. Uh, <laughs> like I'm not gonna lie, yeah. like really bad. And it's like we we all watch it, and you can kind of tell <laughs> they're not like they don't have testosterone pumping through their veins I mean, exactly. For the, not for the most part. <coughs> but apparently they that's have like toxic shock. Ma- that's their toxic masculinity. One of them talking. had like the sperm count of like a 70-year-old man or something. Oh, it man. was crazy. I want to I want to see I I was going to say it's probably I guess it's this I would guess it's this guy. Uh, I don't know his I, name. I want to get my sperm count tested. I Dude, I was I, I actually had a conversation with someone just the other day. I want to do what? that too. No, not not like actually to do it. Just like you you always wonder, right? I want to know. I want to know what my testosterone levels are looking like. What's like a good? Yeah, look up. Wait, wait. What would you estimate a good sperm count is? I don't know. Is it like out of a hundred or something? <laughs> out of a thousand? Probably like a hundred million or something. <laughs> Some stupid number. What, what What do you guess? I think like. Th- I think the highest one of all of them was like two eleven, which was <laughs> Wait, like still low. Like two hundred and eleven individual dude, look sperm it up. Look in up an the, entire look lo- up. Tell no, no. I need your guess. I, I'm saying like a good one. Yeah. What would you like estimate? Average like, or like good? Okay. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. I'll, don't don't <coughs> look. All right. I'm I'm gonna say. I know his was like two. Okay. Something. So be, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what the what the measurement is. It's. <clears throat> Semen per millimeter of semen, or sperm per sorry, sperm per millimeter of semen is how the, many is sperm the, are in a millimeter of seminal fluid? <laughs> Aren't there like a bunch? Isn't it like hundreds yeah, of thousands in like a drop? No, it's like it's like a lot more than that. I, I want to say <laughs> this is a big ass range. No, but but you might not be doing the same measure. It's this is it literally says the normal densities range from. Mm-hmm. So what I do don't you know, think? like 400? Nah, a little bit less. 15 million to 200 million. 
It's a big ass range, but so like well, roughly what, what like say four hundred. Oh, I thought you were saying four hundred million. Oh, maybe I don't know what no, the measurement dude, no, for dude. semen. So okay. <laughs> Normal sperm densities range from 15 million to greater than 200 million sperm per, per millimeter. millimeter of semen. So how much per so, ejaculation? Okay. You are considered to have a low sperm count if you have fewer than 15 million sperm per millimeter or less than 39 million sperm per total well, how, What does your sperm count affect? The, <coughs> the amount of chance. testosterone you have? I think it's... I, th- I thought it was just the chance to get pregnant. Um... No, it's. I feel like it has a effect. So wait, what should I look at? What is sperm count like? <coughs> I don't know. I, oh, I, I don't even know how we got on this topic. I'm I'm like interested though. What does low sperm count? What does low sperm count do? Oh yeah, it's just basically uh, <laughs> like your chances of impregnating somebody. Yeah. So if you're sterile, does that mean you have like barely any sperm or something, or your sperm just don't work? Vasectomy. Yeah, I guess. I guess. I don't think I could do vasectomy. Is like scary. Like you're cutting one of my nutsack cords. I don't know. I actually, uh, I don't actually. (laughs) I want to maybe call my dad because he has a story about (coughs) how he got one and then like Hmm? was supposed he was supposed to like take it easy, and then like. Had to, couldn't take it easy. Mm-hmm. Or no, like he had to like go to work or mm-hmm. something like that. But he thought he could do it because he felt like fine. Went to work and then like the next day woke up in like crippling pain. Like, like, like he said, like he could not get out of bed for like, I think oh two days God. or something like that. See, that's the type of shit that scares me. That sounds, yeah. That, that's <laughs> I mean, I'm 22, so scary. I imagine that would, I guess when you're like old and it doesn't really, you know, there's no point to it. Why yeah. risk it? <laughs> I mean, yeah, honestly, why risk you when you're like 55 and have a random kid somehow? That'd be crazy, oh, dude. People are having kids late nowadays. Yeah, I don't but know. But I guess 50 is the new 40. Uh, people are expected to live longer, so I guess it makes sense. I'm going to get my mind put in the ch- computer chip by Elon. Bro, just, <laughs> just freeze me. Freeze me. Just freeze me. Put me in the freezer. I don't know what the like <laughs> hope is there. What, wait, what the what? Like with cryogenic freezing. Oh, I like just the I hope that know. some some way like way that, down. People the are future, actually doing that. It's like a thing. People like, are people are frozen. Themselves. People are frozen. I, isn't that isn't that like a popad <coughs> frozen or something? I don't know, but they're right. like whole bot. They're like places where whole bodies are frozen. All right, for real? Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure. I saw like a thing on it. They There's cry. so many new ways to like bury yourself. Like you can be a tree now, or like a mushroom. Like, they'll put you. You in can a be little, a mushroom. You can. They'll put you in a little capsule, and okay. you can be be a tree or a mushroom, or something I, like that. So no one has been fry, cryogenically frozen and revived yet. But there but, are people frozen. Hoping. Whoa! Though no, though they they've had luck with animals. What? <laughs> yeah. One study, uh, according to this, one study. Revived a tardigrade, which oh, is also one of those known as a water tiny little thing. Do you know what a tardigrade is? Yeah, there was like a thing. Dude, the thing had been frozen for more bear. than 30 years. <laughs> yeah. That's but crazy. That's like, you're talking about like a tiny little microscopic thing. Dude. Oh. It's like, oh. It's like I thought it was. I thought it was. Thing. Okay, because it said also known as a water bear. Yeah, they're I called thought, water I bears. I thought that was like an actual, like, like. Little water bear. No, no. <laughs> no, they're these high. You can't like see them. Oh shit! I thought they were like reviving like little animals. No, they've been cloning a lot of animals lately. That's that's a they whole just other cloned like a ferret. Crazy thing. I heard the other day, they really? cloned a ferret. They've been cloning goats for a while. Doesn't Alex Jones say that they're like cloning human goat human pig hybrids or something? Gosh, I don't even. I wouldn't even doubt it. I mean. The, the, I always wondered, like, even as a little kid, like, I remember playing, like, uh, like Call of Duty Zombies on, like, the oh first Black God. Ops. Dude, like, the first Black <coughs> Ops, when you're, like, going through, like, on, when you uh, beat the game and you get, like, five, mm-hmm. you know, that mission, or that, that Zombies map. Oh, that one scared me, bro. Dude, that one scared the 
fuck out of me. I when hated I was a getting kid. teleported but, dude, because there oh was that there was that, that doctor dude, who would come steal fuck, steal your gun out of your oh, head. Oh, and he like throw you <coughs> and steal your gun, and then you're like stuck with all the fucking zombies. I had but, I had friends of mine that would like play solo regularly, like really oh get into my it. Gosh, and I would guys like are serial as, killers as today. a little kid. It was like. Oh yeah, I'd be like, yeah, I played solo the other day. I was grinding. It's like, and it would be like, oh, I I would take twenty minutes to get ready for a solo match because I was like, oh, I, I gotta advance my game in zombies, and I'd get in the game sweating, just shitting myself about how I was about to play solo in my room, and God forbid I was home alone, and then. I would oh get to about God. round five before I was like, "There's too many zombies. I can't do this." <laughs> Dude, that shit got that shit got me worked up. But I, I have special scared me. I have special like bonds with people based simply on the fact that back in the day we would play Kino Dare Toten oh together, or we would play Ascension or Moon, or Black Ops Two Zombies was great. That's uh, another no, thing. No, no, I that, disagree. Oh, I really like it was Alcatraz was good. <laughs> Alc- Mob of the Dead. Um, uh, yeah. Transit was fun. Was Tra- was was Alcatraz, Black Ops Two? Yeah, yeah. That transit was, cool. was good. The one on the bus. Not no, transit. No, nah. no, no. You have to be elite nah. to think transit was good. If you play it for only like a Shut little bit, you're like, oh, this is horrible. But uh, if you play it enough, you know transit was good. If you argue, it, you know, if you if it you're if you're a casual, same. that's fine. I just got you just got to tell me. <laughs> it just wasn't the same. It was it was it was fun as hell. That that was probably the last Call of Duty. That's when you know you're getting old too. Is when Call of Duty's like Call of Duty used to be like a major part of my life. I mean, dude. Okay, so I'll, I'll give it that. No, that, like video games in general. Infinite War or was it not Infinite Warfare? My, the Modern New Modern Warfare was the one, the game that, that really brought me back. Brought me back because well, it did come out with the quarantine. And it that did. fucking that in- saved. Yeah, it did. Call we were Duty's playing that game for a with that long shit. Time. Plus, they made some really good. They made some really good moves with that game in terms of just yeah. like Warzone's been a success. Dude, Warzone was so is so cool in it's terms funny, of like bro. just getting together with your friends. Yeah, because I, I I I did not play a lot of video games. Like I have not been playing a lot of video games as of right now or back then. But that. Those few months where we all got on Call of Duty Modern Warfare, oh, we were yeah. playing Warzone. It was just like it brought me back for a little bit. It was like, well, I haven't done this like with like all the boys in a while. Like, oh no, playing these games. And I gotta be honest, like I've kind of stopped again. I didn't get the new Call of Duty or anything. I haven't bought a new video game in a while, but it was fun. But at the same time, growing up, you you know, video video games have kind of been phased out from the most part. Yeah, and that's a shame. I mean, I do. I used to like. I, used I was to have lost my life. No, addicted. Like it was legal <laughs> addiction. Addicted. I mean, every like. I mean, like, we're talking like six hours a day, dude. Straight up, it was unhealthy, and like that's also what attributed to me being fat as shit too. Like I would sit there sit yeah. six hours a day. If I didn't run track, I would have been exactly. So like, um. I don't, it's just kind of crazy. That's crazy, it's bro. It's crazy sit like going through my day to day life now, where I'm just like, man, I don't have time to like, yeah. to just like. I literally I don't used have to time have to do anything. Nothing <laughs> to do in the world, and the my goals in life. Isn't that crazy? My goals in life were when I got home from school, I had like a mission I need to beat or a quest no. I need to go on. That was. What was most important in my whole yeah. life? Bro, I gotta I get be, home from school so I can beat oh, this quest. I would be waiting <laughs> in school, like literally just thinking all day about like playing this video, like new yeah. video games and, or oh, some shit that I and got. And God forbid if you were the bo- like one of the boys that didn't get on in time, you got on late, you were gonna get <laughs> grilled. Like, why haven't you been on? You gotta, you have to get off early, bro. What the, what are you talking about? Tell your parents you need more time. No, we're in the middle of this. <laughs> like, it was, that was my life. Oh, man. <coughs> Dude, I've, I've played, like, PC games for, like, all of, like, middle school mm-hmm. and, and high school and shit. Because I built a PC and I was one of those guys. Yeah. But, like, going back, as, as not productive as I was... I dude, I I had some of the most fun memories on that. Dude, just all my friends playing like dude, I played like MOBAs and shit. Like I, yep. I was really into Smite. So I'd play Smite with my friends all the time. I'd be and playing just, like, Call of Duty, Battlefield, Halo, oh. Fallout, everything oh, that was coming Fallout, out. Dude. I oh, Fallout favorite game franchise of all time. It's a sh- it's a sin what they did with 76. <laughs> <laughs> um 
but God, that that's just like that seems that feels like decades ago, right? It really does, dude. I can, but the thing is, it seems like decades ago, but at the same time, I like. I, I can just instantly picture myself oh, sitting in my room so well. behind behind the computer, just exactly every single little detail about it, and just like it, that's one of those that's one of those things, man. If like like that's like growing our, up, it's crazy. Yeah, that's our memory. Think about it. If like we had born in like Syria, like we're like eight yeah. years old dodging missiles oh that are my coming God. down. It's like whoa like dude like i really was in a sanctuary when i was little like i had nothing to worry about the world didn't seem like like the world just seemed like it was fine everything was fine like there was no problems i had all the time in the world i'm gonna play this video game for 80 percent of my time yes that's all because i can dude i remember <laughs> i think it's louis ck has a bit about just like like Basically, basically like first world problems or something. Oh it's like, God, yeah. just like like how people just get pissed about their coffee order or something like that. And then yeah. there's that one. Then there's that guy living in like a village in like you know the deep desert of Africa. That's like, oh shit, they're coming to cut off all our heads today. <laughs> like shit, like that's a fuck. <laughs> like then that's it's it's sinister. But dude, that's like a, real. It's real. Mimo- I mean, like, dude, that ha- like just I mean the atrocities yeah. happen every single day and like. You know, I'm pissed off that I'm stuck in traffic. Yeah, and it's and it's not like, oh, uh, that's like so... a small amount of people. You don't live in the U.S., uh, Western Europe, or like Japan, or South Korea, or like Australia. The rest of the world is like a serious like step down in terms of technology and luxuries. Like mm-hmm. it, most most of us like would be shocked at how like the average ukrainian lives like like the ukraine like it's not even like we're not talking about like malawi or i think the malawi or malawi, malawi or yeah, i think my, the poorest my, country in my, the world my or teacher, something my teacher used <laughs> and, to and work there yeah a lot. it's like growing up there but that's a real step down but even just a step down to the second world is like huge, and yeah. most of us would not be able to handle that. There's a uh, YouTube channel that I found, or I, didn't, I mean, it's a it's a very popular one, but I, I recently found it for myself. Uh, called it's this guy called Bald and Bankrupt, and his uh, it's just like it's like a travel it's a travel YouTube channel at its core, mm-hmm. but he goes to just the most like obscure. random the most random obscure places, and uh, he's just a he's a guy from uh, uh, Britain. And he uh, is just very friendly, walks around, just completely just walks around not knowing anyone, not really spending any money that much or anything, just walks around, goes to like just the middle of like of uh, uh, Siberian <coughs> Russia or something like that, mm-hmm. just to like the most random towns uh, right on the edge of like, you know, just like just some sketchy ass <coughs> shit that you'd never, you would never in a million years like think of like a little town like in the middle of you know yeah. some some African nation yeah like he he'll just go there and he'll show you just how the people live and stuff like that and it's the, that's the craziest that, most cool thing that uh, yeah. I have ever yeah, seen. Yeah, that dude. seems like the coolest thing to me, and I think most people like, think that like oh, the amount of traveling you do oh. like <clears throat> and growing up, my mom was a flight attendant, so I was always traveling, but like. Guys like, uh, you, you know Shane Smith, the guy who like found advice. Yes. Like you, yes. I'm sure you've seen some of his where he goes to Definitely. the North Korean oh, labor yeah. camp, or he sneaks into goated, North Korea. Goaded video. He goes to the slums of Liberia, and it's like that's crazy dangerous, and <coughs> you're probably so scared when you're doing it. But wow, what a life and what a job to have! Oh my god, dude, that it's Shane Smith, right? That's yeah. his name. That that seems. I, that, I've seen. I've seen all. I've seen all of those. Just like before bed, I would watch. That's them, like, like over time. That's it was like my so interesting. Yeah, that's like my idea. If I didn't have like the plan I have for my life, that's like, I don't know. That seems like it could be like a dream job almost. Like getting to go out to those things that nobody else would see in the world, and and getting to experience that going all around i don't know i'm a sucker for travel i am i'm a like i'm a sucker for travel too i get just i get like uh when i before i go somewhere i'm too much the person where i want to know like everything about what i'm getting into and with something like that i would freak myself out yeah no which at the same time it's one of those things i gotta conquer and just like you know i gotta get a little better at uh and fear at, at control getting out of my comfort zone in that regard because i I like getting out of my comfort zone for the most part but 
some things I got to work on. Like I want to, that's why, I mean, and part of this whole thing, like we were talking about how, you know, getting out of your comfort zone, but that's also like part of like a journey, starting a journey. You have to get out of your comfort zone do something you haven't done before. And I don't know for me, for me, most of it is competitive. I have a real competitive mindset. I feel like, and I don't know. I need something to occupy that. And what better, uh, <laughs> what better things to do than, well, you got school, you got. I want. That's why I want to start. That's why I want to start jujitsu. I mean, by no means do I knew any, know anything about it, but that's part of the appeal to it, for it for me is that, I've seen like guys who are really good at it and what they're able to do, and it's like, okay, I like want to do that. Do I have any idea what I'm going into? No. Is it gonna suck in the beginning? Probably gonna get my ass kicked. Yeah. But <laughs> I don't know. It's something new. Keeps my life exciting. I don't get in these ruts. Um, well, yeah, yeah. and it's, it's like it's you're embracing. never and you're not gonna have that <coughs> nagging feeling of, oh man, I wish I did that. Yeah, I you can't. Know? You know, because one day it's gonna be too late. And it's like, am I in no way saying like like regret? Like I don't want. Like I try not to like things happen how they happen, and I don't have regrets in life. Uh, but. You know, I can look back and be like, that was a mistake. I should have gotten involved. And I don't want to think back and go like, you know, I wish or I should have or I, I could have pushed myself harder. I want to make sure I did everything I wanted to and needed to to, to make myself happy. You know, it, it's I'm glad I realized it at this age because I see a lot of people that don't realize it. And uh, I don't know. Uh, <coughs> this podcast is a great example. Yeah, well, that's a that's a very great point to uh, end on. Exactly. I this noticed we were running a little over. Well, it doesn't matter. If, uh, we don't have a time constraint. Yeah, that's true. We don't have anything to we're do. What are we talking about? I have this. a bio lab. That's about it. Bio. Oh man. Uh, my food, only G. Fiber and drugs, right? My, yep. My that, only that class. I've ah. got a, I've got a midterm. Oh god. Uh, not whatever. fun. I had that last semester. That's not. That'll be for after this. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyways, thank you guys for tuning in for uh, episode four. We got a lot more in store for you guys. Uh, social media should be is up now. Social media is up. If you want to send us, oh, yes. Oh man. Perfect way to end it. Perfect way to end it. Train going by, but please. Yeah, send uh, follow us. Follow us on Instagram. Yeah. It's Orange House Pod. Actually, let me see. Yeah, I think it's ahead. just Make Orange sure House Pod. Right. Well, you can follow our personal Instagrams at Anthony M. Coase. That's Anthony M. C. O. S. All one word. Yeah, and I'm at, at uh, Dom underscore Patron. That's P O T P A T R O N E. But and the then our Instagram for the uh, <laughs> podcast is Orange House Pod. All one word. Yeah. But we'll uh, get updates on there. Um, it's uh, the time clips. of us recording this is kind of just starting out, but yeah. by no like we're we're actively on it. Like please, we'd love to hear from anybody that's listening. Absolutely, and uh, anyone if you guys want uh, to reach out to us, feel free to reach out to us either on the, on Instagram uh, or our email at orangehousepodcast at gmail dot com. Uh, anything, any suggestions you guys have for the show or just funny stuff you'd like to send us or anything you'd like to say, we're more than happy to hear from you guys. That's orangehousepodcast at gmail.com, and we'll see you guys next time. Thank you. <laughs>